Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Certain Point of View, and this is our Schmodown-related podcast, and I am your host, Jake Berlin, and I am joined today by my regular co-host, Brian Avalicino. How you doing over there, man? Excited. Yeah, we have, a, we have quite a show today. Uh, we've been teasing it for the past couple days now on our Twitter, so if you saw that, you know exactly what's coming. Uh, but before we get to that, we are here in uh, what's supposed to be sunny California, and it is dumping outside, um, unfortunately for us on the West Coast. Um, how are you hanging in over there uh, since we are still kind of in quarantine? I mean, it's no different than any other day at this yeah, point. Sure. Just yeah. same old, same old, except now it's raining in the middle of summer. So, no I know, it's, summer. It's, it's middle of May. And it was like 100 degrees two weeks ago, and now all of a sudden it's 50 plus degrees with rain. It's it's so crappy. This so year crappy. can't get itself together. It's <laughs> accepted at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so we have quite a show today, guys, and we're going to be tackling a lot of different things. Um, and that is all based on our guests that we have with us today. Uh, and this is all via Brian coming from a galaxy far, far away. We have Alex and Molly Damon joining us on the show today. How you guys doing over there? Hey, good. Good. It's not raining here. It's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, is it? Is it humidity over there in Atlanta? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's cold no. and very wet here right now, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's already getting up to the night like nineties here. So. Oh no, not with humidity. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna. It's supposed to rain today, tomorrow, and then I bet you on Tuesday it'll probably be like ninety-seven degrees. That's just. Unfortunately, that's just how California goes, and it's <laughs> not very fun. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot of cool things to talk about today. Uh, obviously, um, Alex has competed in a couple exhibition matches as of late, and we're going to be discussing that. But obviously, the big news, too, as of recent, Molly is officially inside the Schmodown with a faction that as well, and that. they are both competing in separate uh, tournaments uh, that are coming just around the corner. And so we have quite a bit to talk about today, but let's go ahead and start uh, kind of chronological order a little bit. Just touch right off the top. Um, a lot of people know your story as far as your channel and you inside the Schmodown. But for those of you who, for those who may not know, how did you get exactly involved inside the Schmodown? Was it just a phone call? Was it celebration? Because I know you guys both competed in the match at celebration. What was that about? And how did you guys kind of get involved? Uh, I think it, it kind of started through Ken, uh, mostly. And it was, I was watching Jedi Council. And one day I was just like, I don't know, I was, I'm still bad at Twitter, I think. But I, just, <laughs> I realized, uh, oh, I don't follow any of these people. So I just like went through and I followed everyone. And Ken shot me a DM and just said, thanks, big fan. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a big fan. And then we got to talking. And then uh, at Celebration, I saw him and Mark and Christian walking around. So we introduced ourselves and in Orlando. Yeah. Celebration Orlando. Uh, and Ken said, Hey, we're doing the schmo down here. And uh, I mentioned like, well, I'm probably going to be like really busy working on stuff. And he was like, here's my phone number. When you're done, just like text me and I'll let you in the side. So you don't have to wait in line or anything. So <laughs> that's, we, we are standing. I think you can see us in a shot or two. We're standing off to the side <laughs> that, Schmodown where Ken won the championship. Uh and from there our bromance blossomed. I, I love Ken. <laughs> so. yeah, I'm just there. <laughs> well, you were you were there then, but now you're you're inside, you know, doing your thing. So get Ken, Ken seems like a guy that has a bromance with a lot of different people. Yeah. He just seems like a very lovable human being. He's very easy to like. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's a heel. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. He's he's like kind of brought himself back into the league with that video last week. Um, 
heel Ken could be coming back now with the tournament and everything. Um, so picking up from that, you, you compete in inside a match and everything. Did you just get hooked right away with the with the setting on it, or what is it about the Schmodown that kind of just keeps you coming back? Oh, I mean, I liked the Schmodown. I, I like movie trivia regardless, and like I started my channel to be better at Star Wars trivia specifically, so uh, <laughs> it, it's it was already up my alley, and so I just uh, asked Christian. I can't remember if I asked first or if he asked first, but <laughs> somebody asked the other <laughs> if I could be involved and. <laughs> Uh, I was very excited to do that. So yeah, it, it's just fun. And I mean, I can't stop now. I'm not going <laughs> to. No, you can't. I'm not going <laughs> to give the belt back and be like, I'm done. Nah, it's, it's <laughs> we started That's doing dr like Star Wars trivia at Dragon Con. Right. Like we, we started that year. Eight ago. years ago. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we can do Star Wars movie trivia on another show on oh, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. You got a question? Uh, so what was it like competing, Alex, in that uh, championship match that was just general? Battle of, like just yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I was excited for that exhibition match, probably out of all of the ones. I think I told Christian I would do like five or six of them. I'm glad he only gave me two, especially like... <laughs> I said Back to the Future, and I watched that one, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" That that match is insane. <laughs> that that match is absolutely incredible. It's so uh, good. But the yeah, the exhibition one I was excited about because it, it was kind of a toss up. But sometimes I watch a singles match, including championship ones, and I'm like, I would have done really well there. And sometimes they're they go the other way. So I was just kind of crossing my fingers and hoping I got lucky with some of the questions I was given, and I happened to know. Almost all of round one, I got very lucky with my war <laughs> spin in round two, uh, and then in my round three, I was like, I, I was thrilled. I answered a five point sports question that's just <laughs> happened to be a sports movie I love and have seen many times. So the luck went my way, but I was glad to show off that I I don't only know Star Wars. Yeah, he, he came out of the room and he's like, I just want to make sure people know I have layers. Yeah. <laughs> How, how do you do in uh, in general trivia, Molly? Is it something that you're interested in too? Um, I can hold my own, but I don't think I would be anywhere near able to compete with with those guys. In the Atlanta match, the the Merle Bateman match, you were like leaning into my ear, whispering a lot of correct answers that yeah. I didn't know. First of all, and I think <laughs> some of them they didn't know. And again, it was like it was just up your alley it was like yeah. some 80s john hughes movies or something <laughs> yeah i would totally do like a john hughes movie exhibition thing if they did that yeah they're well, gonna have to doing more categories for exhibitions i've been trying so popular. yeah i've been trying to push indiana jones for alex <laughs> for a while on the on the fa uh, facebook page so i i don't Molly, maybe it, you can do uh, is, maybe is you there, can do a Buffy. Is there someone? Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say Rachel and her and Buffy would be. Oh yeah, if they wanted to expand into TV shows, I would dominate <laughs> or in the... Buffy. Oh. Just do questions about the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, do you know anybody who is like Indiana Jones hooks? Like you are inside the league. Is there anybody else that talks about it? Um. Yeah, Maricanopic. She, oh, I mean, her, 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 Indiana Jones. And I remember 
uh was it spectacular two years ago i think she she was competing and was doing some deep cut answers from indy i think she got like two in an ig match and i was impressed that would be fun that would be really really fun i think i've got that exhibition Okay, fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Um, okay, well, so you, you competed in the, the the match of champions, and then we have the big one from this last week, um, the Lord of the Rings, which just set like the social media for Schmodown on fire with how great it was. Um, absolutely insane. I, I couldn't believe how long it was. Like I kept looking over at Brian and being like, what's the time on this match right now? And it ended up being like an over hour long. I'm sure you're sitting there just being like, okay, who's going to get a question wrong? Who's going to get a question wrong? Um we obviously knew that competing in IG now that you had some knowledge, but we didn't know how much that knowledge was. <laughs> how how was it competing against the likes of a Robert Parker, whose knowledge is obviously off the charts for this type of stuff? Yeah, I, I was warned beforehand that like, <laughs> hey, the way you know Star Wars, Parker knows Lord of the Rings. And I was like, well, the way I know Star Wars is almost as well. As Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, Lord of the Rings was my second childhood obsession. So... Uh, I, I went really heavy into the lore growing up then. Uh, I, I wasn't all that worried about it. Like, I was kind of, like, I thought it would come down to me and Parker, and I thought it would be in overtime. So that's exactly what happened. And then at a certain point, you're both kind of like, all right, I think we've proven ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a relief to, like, when it's over, for me at least, I'm like, all right, I, I did well. I only missed two questions and he missed one of those and all it, like it's just freaking movie quotes trip me up i've said it before like i pe- people get mad at me because i i tip my hand and i talk about my strengths and weaknesses and i'm like i don't i don't care people can <laughs> christian gets mad at you <laughs> is is that something <laughs> is that something that roxy comes at you too for she told me to stop tweeting about what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think anyone that has seen my matches and every time I get a who said it, I just go freaking quotes. Like, you know, that's, that's what we study the most, though. Yeah. Well, so. for the Lord of the Rings thing, like you, if it weren't for the Hobbit movies, you wouldn't have to study for that. It, <laughs> that's true. He just knows that stuff off, on hand. Wow. Coming oh, from boy. two people who know absolutely nothing about no. Lord of the Rings, no. are any of those questions like incredibly deep cut or are they kind of like surface level questions for someone like you and Parker? I'd say it was a mixed bag. I mean, the the ones that we missed, the the, the one about the flags behind the flag. Like, <laughs> I, those are like details where you have to pause it and pay attention. I'll admit freely, I did not know Kevin Smith's five pointer. I I may who knows what I would have guessed, but I didn't have any confident answer there. That was uh, tough. That's those are the ones that are also tough, where it's like, okay, you have to pause the movie and count all of those extras and stuff. <laughs> like I I did feel like uh, I got the easiest five pointer. It was so easy. I was like, they're trying to trick me or something, and I'm. <laughs> but that's how it goes sometimes. Fair enough. Well, so you faced Parker in uh, in the Lord of the Rings. Would you want to see him inside a normal IG IG tournament or IG round? I mean, sure. Like, it's probably <laughs> going to happen here soon. I don't. Know. That's fair. That's fair. That, that's very possible. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to free agency because some big waves were made. Obviously, a few weeks ago, 
And one of those big big waves was Molly. And you were obviously sought out by quite a bit of factions. It was well known. Um, Ended up choosing Sam Levine and the usual suspects. What was it about them that kind of made you decide to choose them and, and that entire team? Um, I, I mean, to be honest, Sam is just charming through email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I love Sam and Rachel. And I was just like, I could have gone with Roxy and we could have been in the same faction. But I was like, mm, no, um, I want to add like another layer of competition to this so yeah so if you can say which other faction or factions were you considering or maybe on your radar i should say i know actually i asked you in one of the um live streams lego live streams and you said uh someone with a strong female manager so like the den i think you said yeah, yeah, I had, this was like before I knew if I was going to get drafted at all. And I was like, I think it would be fun to be in the den or, you know, corruption might be kind of fun. <laughs> That's Brian's faction. That's Brian's faction. It's not, it's not my faction. I just love, I'm a, I'm a bad guy person. So, <laughs> I mean, well, a lot of yeah. people thought that I was going to go with corruption because of my whole dark gray thing and so. well and and that that uh very mysterious instagram post you made with the chaos mm-hmm. yeah. so it led people in the wrong direction that's what we thought and we obviously read into it so it was fun to see you go with with the usual suspects yeah i think all, all you meant was <laughs> by that post was that you weren't going to go basically with my faction that you were trying to <laughs> throw some chaos the, this dynamic yeah yeah i i made that post because that was that's that was me basically being like i'm taking this belt yeah from my husband yeah <laughs> so how how does how does the studying go now that you both are on separate factions even though you're not facing each other is it kind yes. of separated or is it still at the same same pace as it always been um i think it's pretty much the same i might start feeding him wrong <laughs> but even then i don't i don't think that would work I mean, she's. I'm. I don't know when I'm competing in Star Wars. Now. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. right now it's. I, I'm helping her study, and I mean, it only helps if you win the tournament because then there's less pressure on me because then the belt stays here. That's really all. I, <laughs> you don't got to ship it anywhere or anything uh-huh. like that. It makes it easy. Yeah. Keep it in the family. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of of uh, playing soon, you do have an upcoming match. Uh, the Star Wars division is getting going, or Star Wars tournament, excuse me, is getting going next week, and we have the first match of uh, Ace and Quevedo. But you have Adam Witt on your radar coming up, and um, he has been on Twitter a little bit, a little bit <laughs> talking. Um, you know, he, he he quote tweeted one of our tweets saying that uh, we have not just one but two of our of his upcoming competitors, and he seems to be overlooking you just a little bit. Do you have anything to say about that, or how excited you are to play in this first match? really i mean i i watched his match and like he definitely knows his stuff and i'm i don't know i'm i'm just excited to compete again and i think the two of us uh, i think it'll be a good match i mean we were both impressed by that dolte dauphine oh, poll yeah. i mean yeah i think i still want to know if he knew that and was <laughs> playing just it up playing it up 
Well, that's I, I think because for for that to be something that you dig out of your head. <laughs> I think he knew and was playing it up, but I think he hit it well. Where sometimes people do repeat, and it's like, okay, you can tell they know. I, I Bateman. seemed like Bateman. he was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but then his reaction afterwards made me think he knew it. But still, like it was a surprise to me. I, I thought that, oh man, he he doesn't have it, and then he he absolutely did. And that's a very very hard pull. Yeah, that's something that we would not have known. No, and we we consider ourselves at some point some kind of massive Star Wars fans. <laughs> It's way beyond our stretch. That's for sure. <laughs> Ryan, you got one? Uh, yeah. So, Alex, you play uh, Jen Kemp in uh, the IG. Excited? Ready to go? I, I think nervous, but mostly because I don't know much about her. I, I know she's from the fan leagues, and that's where Smets came from, and that's where Parker came from. So I know <laughs> to be... I know not to underestimate her. I know not to think like, oh, well, it's just from the fan league. It's like, no, that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I've only watched one match of hers from the fan leagues, and it wasn't an IG specific one, but like she knows movie trivia. So I assume she knows IG. I mean, I, I'm just studying away. <laughs> Molly, you have, you have a dilemma because she's obviously on your faction. Yeah. Are you going to be going for, I mean, you probably won't reveal, but are you going to be going for <laughs> yeah, Jen or your us. husband in this one? <laughs> I mean, uh, you can you can cheer for both. <laughs> you can be happy no matter what. I, I'll be honest, like, if if we're studying and, like, if he's competing, I want him to win. If he doesn't win, he's in trouble, so. Oh, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We're on the East Coast, so it's like we kind of have to act as our our B team managers. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy's not here to crack the whip, so Molly is like, "Are you are you watching a movie?" And I, I'm the same way. Like, I like let's let's break out the Trivial Pursuit cards and right. put your phone away. What actually watch the movie? Or Animal Crossing. Yeah. Okay, I have a question about that because I have I have no idea what Animal Crossing is. I have not been paying attention to it at all. Is it just like an Apple, like a like a phone game? No, Nintendo Switch. Switch. Oh, yeah. yeah see, that'll be probably the thing that gets in the way of our studying the most. <laughs> it's just like a nice, relaxing way to spend a couple hours. Like you have little chores to do, and you get a sense of accomplishment. <laughs> That's it, fair. It's it's just a goofy like i don't know heartwarming way to spend a couple hours but yeah it's a big time waster yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, it helps when we're in quarantine and nothing going on so yeah exactly um okay well i guess the the one thing that i did want to ask out of all this is and it's a question that comes up a lot uh sam whitwer we know that at some point hopefully we will get a match of this um, and like you said, we don't know when you're going to be playing next, probably more than likely whenever the Star Wars tournament ends uh, later on this year. But I know that at some point you do want to face him. Is it something that is like the ultimate goal in the showdown to like solidify that you do have this belt to face him? I mean, yes, but I also from what I've heard, uh, it sounds like he doesn't really have any interest in coming back. Even if he were to beat me, it's like we could wind up in the same situation. I understand why he wouldn't want to, and I respect that. Uh, I'm always up to face him because yeah. he's 
the the one that got away. <laughs> but, uh, I think I've proven myself at this point. I, I think people know that it would be a great match regardless. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And it would definitely have to be an Iron Man match at that point. I, yes. I love the Iron Man, honestly. So do I. Yeah, I agree. It takes the luck out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it's just straight knowledge. But I also understand for the writers, that's got to be hell. Coming up with all those questions in one diff- one set, one category is definitely a hard thing to come by. <laughs> I mean, look at the Lord of the Rings match, for example. Uh-huh. 20, 20 extra rounds on top of what they already had planned. So, uh, Brian, you got anything else? Uh, just that one question I was uh, throwing to you earlier. Wait, oh, was- yeah. So we, ha- we have a separate show um, on a different channel, and we talk Star Wars a little bit here and there. And it, we got in a little bit of a tiff the other day with our other buddy about um, who... Do you think maybe the epitome of what a Jedi is supposed to be? And the argument was between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka after all of the Clone Wars stuff. And it's something that we did want to throw out there and ask you. Ahsoka. Yeah, between those two, I would choose Ahsoka. (laughs) Not even a... Yes! He's going to be so pissed. This on our own channel as well. And I think that that is uh, what the Siege of Mandalore even was trying to show. And uh, it's not completely fair to obi-wan and which i think he even says in the in the episodes (laughs) (laughs) he's not trying to be but like when the clones turn on her she refuses to kill them Mm -hmm. uh obi-wan goes the opposite direction again it's what's he gonna do like it, it doesn't feel like he had that much of a choice but i think that's what they were trying to say uh with the siege of mandalore is to find the other solution don't jump to violence which i mean that's what one of the messages of the last jedi was uh so yeah ahsoka to me even though she claims over and over that she is no jedi she is <laughs> that that's the argument that he threw out there is that she isn't a jedi that he kept throwing that out me out there at me and i was like yeah, i mean she, she is though like she is but none of them i don't think none of the prequel era jedi for the most part were what the Jedi were supposed to be. And Yoda admits that in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Whether or not she admits to being a Jedi doesn't necessarily mean she's not the best model of a Jedi, like what they're supposed to be. Cool. Fair. Well, my, I, hey, it was solidified for me. That's all I was looking for. It worked for me. an argument, so it's it going totally to totally work for you. <laughs> um, well, on that, sticking with Star Wars just a little bit, um, with all of the, I did want to ask because it's something that's obviously hot commodity with the Mandalorian season two and all these rumored characters that are supposedly going to be popping up. If you guys had to choose one or you would want to see one, is there one specific that you'd want to see in the season? Let's count to three and say it at the same time because I think we have <laughs> the same answer. One, two, three. Bo Katan. Yeah, I like that. I like that choice. I We love Battlestar Galactica, first of all. I love Katie Sackhoff and everything she does. And I, I'm so excited to potentially see her as live action Bo-Katan. Like I've been cheering for that for forever. Yeah. We, we have both been like, before any of these casting announcements came out, we were like, I think Bo-Katan makes sense to be in here. What with everything in the dark saber. I also think thematically it, she would fit very well with a, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? And she was once their leader I think she'd have some very interaction, very interesting interactions with Din. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that she makes a lot of sense. Uh, more, more 
immediate sense than some of the other casting announcements they've made. Not, I'm still excited about them, but yeah. Bo-Katan makes sense to me. And would she tie into, in your opinion, because it's something that I think too, tie into the Night of a Thousand Tears? Um, I mean, well, the the Night of a Thousand Tears. I think people are mixing some of this up. That that is from the Siege of Mandalore. I think we already got it. Saw that quote unquote. Okay. Okay. The purge. Uh, the Great Purge. Yeah. That. I mean, it's probably a a, a night of five thousand tears. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think she could play into that. Like my big worry about her appearance is that she will be in a flashback, and that she'll just be. That's like, what I've been saying. Right. Yeah. I, I will be very disappointed if that's the case. If it's just like, it's Katie Sackoff. Oh no, she's dead now, and she lost the dark saber. Like, yeah. I don't want that to happen. I want her to lose the dark saber and maybe be on a quest to get it back or something like that. Yeah, I think Filoni, like, he, he created her character, right? Or co She and George Lucas did, I mean. Yeah. and George Lucas and he. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would <laughs> let her come in just to be killed off. Yeah, I, like, and I don't, episode. I don't think they would cast Katie Sackhoff and announce it as if she were going to be like, a, a few seconds or even a minute. Like I, I think, I think she'll probably only be in one episode just based on how season one went. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it'll be a significant role. I hope. I hope so too. And maybe it, you know, speeds into something else. Who knows with how they're going in star Wars and live action. Brian, you got anything else? No, I was going to say you should pitch your theory that you've been hyping on that, uh, that third Mandalorian in clone wars is the armor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we'll ever know now, but it's something uh, that I had an idea about. <laughs> but now that it's over, it's like, well, who knows if that story will actually ever be told again. So it would have been a cool tease, but um, it's not something that's necessary because we already had Ursa Ren, too. So. All right, guys. Well, uh, we appreciate we appreciate oh. you guys joining us today and talking everything. Um, like we said, a lot to get to. And we are very excited to have you guys on and discuss all these things. And we're very excited to see where you guys go. Um, with different factions, which makes it even that much more fun. And these two tournaments coming in. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Of course. And uh, again, Alex and Molly Damon, guys, uh, you guys can check them out upcoming in the uh, IG and Star Wars tournaments. Um, Star Wars starts next week. The IG starts in, um, in June. And uh, of course, Alex will be defending the Star Wars championship at some point later on. So um we'll see that happen uh but for now thank you guys for joining us we'll go ahead and uh say say our goodbyes have a good uh sunday afternoon and uh hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon in, in the upcoming future yeah cool thanks guys have a good day good luck later cool all right brian well there it is our interview with alex and molly damon um of star wars explained uh very very cool interview a lot of cool answers um exactly what we were hoping for when we got this absolutely i mean i i had to kept being like real back, like, nope, this is, we're not going to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> we we could have, we probably could have spent the next half hour just literally asking Star Wars questions, but we want to make sure that we do stick to the down and they're <laughs> heavily involved with a lot of things going on and um, their names pop up quite a bit, obviously with the fans. And so uh, it was definitely a fun time to talk about, talk to them about certain things and free agency and how crazy that was. And um Obviously, the exhibition matches and the Lord of the Rings one being so, so huge over the last week or so, uh, it, it just 
it fit perfectly to have them on this weekend. Oh yeah. I mean that Lord of the Rings match is, uh, it's funny cause it's an exhibition match, but that's like an instant classic, like it's all time. Uh, yeah. Like it's funny cause they were talking in the, in the Facebook group. Someone had asked are exhibition matches eligible for I saw matches the, of yep. the year. And I, I'm okay with that. Like Me too. I know it doesn't mean anything, but you would have to think that it just makes sense for every match because every, like even even the Back to the Future match and the Match of the Champions, all of them are could be considered match of the year at this point. With Lord of the Rings obviously taking the cake because they went twenty overtime rounds. Twenty. We should have asked how long it actually was because they were cuts. It was certain cuts between questions that I bet you they were easily there for at least two hours. Cause our yeah, ma- I mean, recording was an hour and 11 minutes. Yeah, or definitely, definitely a little longer than probably, probably led on to be. But uh, yeah, that look, uh, I loved, I loved having um, Brad and Smets on, you know, that, that was an incredible interview that we were able to do. And Rachel was, was great last week, but being who we are and, and being how, you know, star Wars is a huge part of our life. Um, and intergeeked them stuff as well. And having followed them for a while, it was a really, really cool interview to get to talk to them and have a chance to chat. And um, now that we have, hopefully we're able to have them back in the future as well. Yeah. I mean, look at who we've interviewed. We not have, we haven't interviewed one, not two, but now three because Molly star mm-hmm. Wars competitors. And there's only been one match the whole entire year. I know. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be good. And I'm, I'm glad we're getting the the exhibitions have been amazing, like better than anything we could have ever asked for. I mean, if I I can't even imagine like not having them at this point, it's just like, I mean, we got used to the one a week that I'm instead of the two, like our normal. And that was fine. And, but you kind of just were like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm missing what, could have been and then i mean especially with all the stuff that's been going on this year and how great it's been turning out you're like damn like the season was going to be good and then we threw the exhibitions and it was like we're right back into it <laughs> like the the same level of excitement it doesn't mean anything points wise but like no one cares like these yeah. matches have been so good that again no one cares these matches mm-hmm. are just absolute barn burners and i mean this we're seeing people at their these competitors at their strengths throwing blows i mean the the championship match it was anyone's game anyone's and i don't think anyone would have thought like damon or smets would have a chance against Merle and roca and they anyone could i mean look at how it turned out <laughs> like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. the exhibition matches have been f- a far greater thing than we could have ever ever hoped for i'm with you uh but i will say going forward i'm campaigning for two indiana jones and uh i want molly and one with buffy and rachel that'd be i that'd told be you i've that'd been be trying to push that i, on I just the Facebook it, page. it's just 
it makes sense that um, and, I, and I should have known it, but her her matches were so long ago. A Alex Damon versus a Mar Kanopic Indiana Jones championship match. Oh my goodness! People you know how much would... I love Andy. You know how much I love. Andy. Oh, I like, know. I would be all over that. It, I think anyone would just just the names alone would pull you in for a match, but then you're going to throw something as beloved as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Whew, people would. I and mean, then it, th- those would be some deep cut questions too. Oh, they would have to be because those two, yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> going to have to pull deep to stump one of them because and it's cool. It, it would also be cool because Indiana Jones questions. They aren't, they aren't, they're not, they don't pop up as much as other stuff. No, They're not really. There's very few questions that have been asked in a long period of time. And so it'd be very cool to kind of that's what I like about these exhibitions is that they're giving like, of course, we want the Lord of the Rings because there's four incredibly talented people who can do Lord of the Rings. We yeah. want the James Bond because it makes sense with Kalinowski and some other people. Right. And who does that? Like well, I, yeah, but I love the exhibitions because. Like, for example, the Rocky Championship or. You know, the new releases, they're different categories and subjects mm-hmm. outside of the regular version of the Schmodown. And it brings out the strengths of some other people that can compete in these. Um, like, you know, so we saw we saw um, Frank Janish in the Back to the Future match. We saw Brad yeah. in the Back to the Future match. And, you know, it, it just it's fun because it's still competitive. And we've talked about it. It's still competitive and and it's t- still very much the Schmodown. But it's such a different breath of fresh air from everything else. Indiana Jones, and then they can do TV, do a TV one. That'd be awesome. I'd be down for a TV one. Uh, no one's going to complain about seeing Molly and Rachel go up against. It'd be so it. sweet. Oh my god! And, and she just she just threw the gauntlet. She'd be like, "Yeah, I'd win that one." She yeah, just that, said that. So mark it, it here. was not even a question. <laughs> not even phased by it against Rachel. So yeah. I mean, like, it'd be cool. I think one of these also one of the things that's also really helping these exhibitions is the the actual matches themselves the fan bases that come with what's being competed against is is huge i mean who doesn't love a a back to the future there's a huge fan base for lord of the rings james bond jurassic park like it's all it's all it's things movie lovers love to watch. And even the like the new releases where it's not a specific thing. We see a lot of these movies, so then it gives people like, oh, I can answer some of these like it's 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 really fun because. You get to interact with it, too, like it's not it's not singles or teams where it's just anything. If you're good at that subject, it's like almost kind of like I can compete against them. Yeah, it's just yeah. so it's like it, it's cool. It's unique for the fans because we get to then sit at home and go, I knew that one and so and so didn't know it or just whatever. It's it's really fun. And who knows? Maybe I mean, the popularity that's bringing it, it could just be a normal, like fun thing. Maybe they have like a an all star week every year kind of like sports do and the all-star cool. week is just it's it's going to grow to something it's going to grow to something to like that level and harloff's going to have to come up with different ideas um and the exhibitions will become more popular because 
more people are going to sign up on the Patreon for those matches and they're going to have to give out more stuff for it, obviously. So absolutely, um, that that has to be one of the best things, because, I mean, people are willing and throwing the ten dollar ten dollars for something like that with Lord of the Rings, where it went 20 extra rounds. Take take the money any day. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to be discussing these uh, these brand new brackets that came out this last week for both the Star Wars and IG tournaments. Uh, we obviously just talked uh, a lot with Alex and Molly about them because they are both competing in separate brackets. Um, and you know, it's funny. I was trying to get I was trying to get them to to like throw a little promo or something in there, and they just wouldn't bite. It just it, they're just that nice of people. They're, they're no, they too nice. They, yeah, they, they just they're 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 faces. They're not heels, and so they you know they're just gonna be like, yeah, like sure if they want to talk. Like cool. we don't know if Mo- what Molly's gonna be like when she. That's true. That's true. I was just I was trying to I was throwing the bait out there, and just I didn't I didn't get anything this time. But maybe next no. time. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go and start with the IG tournament. Uh, we talked a lot of Star Wars with them, so let's go and shit switch switch gears a little bit. Um, the IG tournament obviously was uh, it came out, and then Schmodown community lit itself on fire. And then they readjusted things. Um, yeah. It's very funny uh, how how the community works and how social media has a power over certain things. Um, and we're not going to take too much time on this. We're kind of just going to run through it and and throw a sentence or two at it very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we have two play in matches. The first one happens this week on Wednesday. That is Jim Vavita versus. Oh no, excuse me. It is. Uh, oh no, it, it, it's, it's correct. That's it, this doesn't happen until June. I'm thinking Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't happen until June. That's like, my bad. <laughs> um, the playing game is Jim Vavita for the Rockstars versus Ben Goddard for the Den. Um, that is because Ben Goddard is making his debut in the league, and so he got the play-in. And the opposite side of the bracket, the play-in game is Greg Alba for Quirky Mercs uh, playing up against Warfather for the Burning Droogs, um, which is a very interesting play-in game there. But I have a feeling that Robert Meyer Burnett kind of made that decision because he also has Brandon Hanna at the top of the bracket now. Um yeah, I mean, and we'll talk about these as they come along. We might do special episodes uh, previewing and breaking down these specifically. But um, yeah, I mean, they they seem like they're they're well balanced. Ben Goddard obviously is is on fire right now. He can do no wrong. Um, Jim Vavita, we know what he's capable of, uh, especially with Roxy in his car- corner. Warfather, we saw in singles. We didn't see in IG, so I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, and Greg Alba, clearly he knows his geek stuff from his channel and and uh, his team's match with Real Rejects. And so no surprise here. Uh, what do you think of these two matches, Brian? Uh, I th- I love it. I think these matches are, every match is going to be fantastic. I mean, I I would assume a lot of these, if not most, were pulled by rankings. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, some of these matches are going to be like that. You see that you're just like, oh, holy crap. Like that's that's going to be a fight. Um, I mean, if Warfather gets past Greg Alba, he's got KO. It's like it's like and if hey, and whoever gets past. <laughs> yes. And that's on the, on the opposite side as well. Who, whoever yeah. and that's and that's how it should work. That's. That's how sports works, and so that's exactly how this should work. The play-in game, uh, as bad as it sounds, they play the number one seed. Yeah. That's just—it's how it works. It's how it's always worked. And so, 
Whoever wins versus Veveda and Goddard faces Parker. Obviously, he, in many minds, is a favorite. Um, Kalinowski on the other side is also considered a favorite by many as well. Uh, so Alba and Warfather, that winner will play Kalinowski. And there's that match. We scoot up the bracket, and we have a rematch, but in Geek this time, an inner geekdom between Chance Ellison and Paulo Yama. Um, obviously, two guys that came up from the fan leagues who have uh, who have great knowledge, but have gone at each other's throats ever since they came up in the leagues. And then on the opposite side, that one of the names that was switched around was Emily Rose Jacobson versus Eric Zipper, who Zipper is making his debut. Um, uh, Emily Rose Jacobson was originally playing the Barbarian, and some things got switched around, and Zipper was originally playing Janine. Um, and so those two matches, I mean, in my opinion, they're pretty even on both sides. Uh, and I, if I were to predict right this second, I would say Paulo Yama against Ellison, and then I'll take Jacobson over Zipper just at this moment in time. This could very well change when these matches come. Yeah, uh, the Oyama and Ellison one, I think it's going to be bloodbath. Have my most curiosity, especially in this first round. I I can almost see that match being like a who misses one first. Mm-hmm. Like it, those two are just incredible, incredible when it comes to trivia. I mean, you cannot sleep on either of them for a second because they will they will beat you in that one second. It, so that one is. Great. Uh, Zipper and uh, Jacobson. Zipper is going to be coming for blood after he lost that uh, that match. Single yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not the same tournament, but you could tell he wants to win. Like he was visibly upset and frustrated when he lost to Stacey Howard. And he's not going to let something like chance, not the competitor, just something like Stacy pulling questions out of the air and beat him. I don't think he's going to let that happen again. He's going to make sure he knows it. So that way that's not even an option anymore. And uh, Emily Rose Jacobson ha- is a beast. I, doesn't I get, she doesn't give enough credit. No, I, she is someone that I personally, when I like first started hearing about her, I've kind of like had an eye on and just like, She's a, uh, she's a sleeper. She is like one of those ones. She's like a black widow. She'll creep on you and take you out. Um, and the fact that she's on Finstock too makes her that much more deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's going to be a good match too. I on both of those, it's it's literally going to be a coin toss. I feel like in just a matter of who who slips first. Agreed. Um, okay, so going up the bracket on uh, on the left side here, we have Janine for the usual suspects going up against John Humphrey for the Quirky Merc. So the real rejects are in the tournament on opposite sides of the bracket for Koi. And then on the right side of the bracket, we have Alex Damon for uh, for Roxy playing Jen Kemp, and we just asked him about that. Um, you guys can hear his thoughts if you're catching the show a little later if you skip forward. Uh, his thoughts are a little bit earlier in the show on that one. Um, I do expect Alex to, to take, to take the W on that one. But like you said, I'm not, Jen's going to put up a fight. She's a name that's been thrown around for a long time. Um, and then I don't I'm not really sure on the Janine John Humphrey match. It's kind of a toss up on that one. Uh, but I, I gotta say, and then we have two matches to talk about, uh, two left, but the way these, 
the bracket shifted around after they switched things around. It's a very even bracket. It really is. Like there's a match Absolutely. here or there. There's a match here or there that you can consider like a wallop or like an easy W, but it's a very even bracket on all sides. And I think when they ultimately switched it all, it made more sense this way. And and everyone should be happy with how they're ending up because they're all going to be battles. They're all going to be great matches. Um, like I said, there's going to be few that are a TKO or a KO or, you know, maybe someone has a bad day, but it's I like the way it's set up right now. And like I said, we have two more, two more to talk about. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it's it's kind of surprising, but if you look at that bracket, other than swag, no team has a chance of playing their own faction mate. Well, other than uh, burning, burning, burning Drew's on the other side. Oh, you're correct. Okay, sorry. Missed so yeah, it, it was originally originally Swag and Finsock Exchange were both on the left side, and then they switched Emily Rose Jacobson with right. Janine, and they split up Usual Suspects. So either way, either way, some someone's going to be playing each other if they get that yeah. far. There, there's no way around it. It's just that now, now this time it's a little bit more even because yeah, no matter how much we like. We like Emily Rose Jacobson, but putting her up against the Barbarian is pretty unfair. It's it's right a off, little especially right off the bat. Yeah, and even though she's the experienced one, the Barbarian looks like he's he just he. I mean, he, he could have all the title for all. Well, we know. he he looks he literally looks like he's a dictionary. Like it just it's not even fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. But yeah, well, what's cool? What's cool also is, let's say that does happen, where it's faction mate versus faction mate. That's not that cannot literally bracket wise happen till the semifinals. Exactly. And that's the way they broke it up because originally, I think if I'm correct, um, the second round, it was the second round for both the usual suspects and Finstock Exchange if they won. And so that's why they broke it up that way to make sure that it was as late as possible, which makes sense. Yeah. And it's going to work better to the favor as far as the ones we were talking about. I'll I'll say D, uh, Damon probably will get through with that one, and you know what I'm I think Janine is gonna make a name for herself in this one. So I, I would I would not be surprised that sh- if she like where you're just like whoa like and then, that, and Sam and Sam needs the points and Sam needs the points. Yeah, and I mean I'm not saying sleep on Humphrey, but uh, Janine. Janine is, I feel like, going to be tired of being that one that people are like. Agreed. Well, look, well, look at uh, Shannon when she's like, "Oh, sweet Janine doesn't win a match." Janine is not the type of person that wants that name sitting around long, so she's going to make sure she wins. Agreed. So. Um, okay, so the final two matches that we have to talk about um, are are haymakers in their own right. We have the Barbarian versus Adam Lavic, and. You know, Adam Lavic, the last time we saw him was San Diego last year. Um, and the guy had just come off like a 14-hour day working the halls at the Comic-Con, coming to match. And it, Poor if guy he was, was he, late because he yeah, was... It's, it's, it, look, it, it's not an excuse, but it also is an excuse at the same time because when you're exhausted, and they've talked about it multiple times, there's you're emotionally exhausted and it's hard to compete. Yeah. Um, I think this match is going to be awesome. I think this so match is going to be awesome. Uh, Lavic versus the Barbarian. I, they're both incredibly knowledgeable. Um, if they get categories they like, it's going to just going to be punch for punch. On the other side, 
This is this is might be the most controversial match of the of the first round. That is Brandon Hanover Saul. The smack talk has already begun as well. And if you guys have been paying attention to Twitter and all that stuff, you guys are seeing uh, that Brandon Hanna and Saul are kind of going after each other. Um, Saul is making his debut in the showdown period. Brandon Hanna just got traded from the den who Saul plays for. Uh, and his first match is going to go up against them. And he's been saying he's going to light them on fire. He's going to end them like just it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. But I do expect Brandon Hanna to win this match. I agree. Um, Brandon Hanna's going to probably make like a, a scary name for himself in this match. I feel like, um, and dude, barbarian is, is terrifying as far yeah. as his trivia knowledge. Like, yeah, it, to me, the, the thing I think that really made me like take him serious was the Jurassic park where I was just mm-hmm. like, Holy crap. Like, I well, was he, like, he beat he beat Perry and Cody, who those those two did a fifty five point Iron Man match two years yep. ago. I know, and so I'm just like, uh, like up until then, I was like, yeah, this guy's good. He's he's very good, and I'm just like, holy crap, he seems he's, to know everything. I that's I literally was just sitting there, kind of going like, crap, what doesn't he know? Like, what uh-huh. does he have a weakness? Like, it's uh-huh. almost kind of like it almost doesn't seem like he has a weakness and that's terrifying, especially since yeah. he's got Finstock type people behind him. And so it's like, Oh man, it, this could be scary. Yeah. Um, so that's the IG tournament. Let's go and shift gears to the star Wars tournament. Uh, less players in this one. Obviously uh, there's only eight of them. Well, nine of them with a play in the play in game, which happens this Wednesday guys on Twitch. Make sure you guys aren't just following uh, the Schmodown on Twitch, but you're checking everything out. Um, don't believe the haters who are hating on Twitch. It is much simpler than you think it is. It is yeah. not that difficult. Um, go over really there and follow not. the Schmodown. Uh, you guys can literally click a link, click the heart, and start watching. It is just like YouTube in that way. Uh, but the playing game on Wednesday, which is going to be live on Twitch, is Ace Cabrera for Swag and Josh Cavedo for now the Rockstars. Roxy traded for him for this specific reason. Um, this is going to be a really cool match because we we know, uh, obviously, Ace... Ace comes from a little a little bit of a Star Wars history. His name on Twitter is Squad Leader Ace. Like he he loves Star Wars. Like he loves it. Um, but we've been hearing about Cuevedo for a while now. Uh, you know, Sean Sullivan mentioned him to us, uh, and we have not seen him in in uh, the Schmodown yet. Um, so I expect this match to kick off the tournament and, and be a cool one. Uh, I don't think either of these guys are capable of winning at all, in my opinion but I do think they're both capable of shaking things up a little bit and maybe being like that underdog story. Like you would see in March madness that knocks off a team here, knocks off a team here. Um, the next one gets Ken. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think both of them have the capability and even the luck to, to possibly shake things up by playing him and, and possibly beating him. But jumping ahead, um, I do like the match and I think that's going to be a, a really fun match to watch, especially to kick off the tournament. Yeah, I agree too. Um, I I probably am going to go with Corvado on that one. Um but I'm going to pick Ace just for the hell of it. Oh, okay. Well, there you but, go. But that's also because I've seen him more. Yeah. Um but like I said, whoever sneaks out of this gets Ken next and we know what mm-hmm. Ken's capable of and what he's crap talking about. Yeah, like like I was just going to say he he's officially 
put himself back into to heal mode and he's like full all in on doing this again uh, for the time being. Um, and he's doing it for Robert Meyer Burnett because he got traded. So it's a little bit of a different different side of that. Um, but yeah, so that winner plays Ken. A very cool match. On the opposite side of the bracket, we have an absolute heavy hitter. Uh, a ridiculous first round. And again, there's only eight of them. Only eight players. But we have Joseph Scrimshaw for Quirky Mercs, who is... As of right now, the only person to take Alex Damon to the last question versus Andrew Demolanta for the Finsock Exchange. And we know what Demolanta has been doing all over social media and in his videos about saying, I'm going to run through people. I want Damon. I want Damon. I want Damon. Unfortunately for him, he has to face the person who has given Damon the most trouble to this point, And that is Joseph Scrimshaw. Um, I will take Scrimshaw in this match. I do it's take Scrimshaw in this match. I, I was going to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I... I think this is another come down to the last question. Uh, it's gonna be not, it's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be. And a fight. I won't say come down to the last question. It's gonna who slips, who yeah. who makes a stupid error or something that you're just like afterwards. You're just like, oh my god, I knew that. Or it's just yeah. one of those things. Um, but this one, this is gonna be a scare. All of these matches are gonna be are gonna be like. You don't know like there. If you think someone's outright going to beat someone, you're overthinking that other or under thinking that other person. But I'm, I'll probably take Scrimshaw on that one. Yeah. And we flip ourselves over to the other side of the bracket on the top. And we have uh, maybe the most exciting match of the tournament um, as far as personalities go. Uh, Laura Kelly for corruption versus Sean Sullivan for the den. Uh, we've seen Sean Sullivan so far. Um and he'll probably say he'll probably tell you that he didn't he didn't play his best in the first round, but he he navigated his way through some questions, and you know, like and like he said, he said he just he you know he overthinks overthinked some of the questions in the first round that he should have gotten. Um, so now that he has that out of the out of the way, but you're facing Laura Kelly, who she's, she's a scary. beast, man. She's a beast. Like she knows her stuff and she knows it well. Um, she's also an incredibly great personality to have in this league. Mm-hmm. And um, then you tie her with Shannon, who she didn't have a, a manager last year. Uh, this is Shannon as of right now, because Mike won't be playing in the in the IG tournament for for a few weeks. Uh, this is Shannon's focus. This yeah. is all Shannon's focus. We don't know when the match will be, um, but this is the one match out of out of all of them so far that I don't know who's going to win, and I can't pick someone right now. Um, you know, I, I think that both of them have great a great chance at winning. But I do think that it'll come down to final question, a slip up, third round, whatever it may be. It's it's a heavyweight fight. Yeah, I agree with you. I I I I'll start to think about it and lean towards one way, and then I'm like, no, and then yeah. I'll lean the other way, and then I'm yeah. like, no. Laura Kelly is scary. Yeah, she she like she killed it spectacularly last year. She yeah, killed it. it. She. She is a scary competitor, but that doesn't mean you sleep on Sullivan. We don't know. Mm. We don't know what he's been doing. I mean, his match was so long ago, so long ago at this point. Um, And we know the guy knows his stuff. So, I mean, that that's to me, I would say out of this whole thing, that might be the most interesting match to me. 
to yeah, watch. I, I, I'm 100% uh, with you. And it's also uh, Shannon versus Kate is also a cool little man manager uh, duel between those two. Um, opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, may, maybe Grace will show up in that one, being that she was part of corruption at one point, which will be fun. Um, but we flip, we flip our uh, flip our thoughts to the other side of the bracket. And it's one we just talked about with Molly. Uh, she's going to be debuting for Sam Levine and the usual suspects against Adam Witt, who is for the dungeon. Um, I love, I love Adam. I think is not like they were saying, you know, uh, the Delphine question is just ridiculous. The fact that he pulled that, um, very interesting take by then, whether he knew it or not. I, I never really thought about that. Um, but I, really? I am going to I am going to take Molly in this one. I will take Molly in this one. I think that um, she's going to she's going to have a little bit of that um, like that rookie, like that rookie uh, um, first time luck. I guess you could say beginner's luck, beginner's luck a little bit, uh, but it's going to be through her knowledge and it's just everything's going to go her way. She's going to rock it. She's going to crush it. And I, I do think that Molly will take the W in this one. Uh, to me, it's funny because the the thing I think that might determine this one is the wheel round. I, I truly believe that might be. And remember it's a virtual wheel now. True. So whatever the second round, because yeah, if wit gets some category, I feel like he's the type of person where out of all these people, if it's an obscure category and he gets it, he will do really well at like mm -hmm. I could see him being like really well at like ships and guns or something yeah. like that, where everyone else is just like crap with Molly though. She, she trains with the champion. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to not think that she's going to just come out there and destroy. But again, you can't sleep on wit. At the end of it, I probably will agree with you and take Molly on this one because, I mean, she isn't going to want to debut wife of the champion and lose first round, right? It's not yeah, – it's going to be a good match. I think the second round is going to be a determining factor where the wheel she, – she, she's, on, she's, on, she's on a very tough side of the bracket. She's very, on a very tough side of the very, bracket. Very, very yeah, tough so. side. And I don't know how, I mean, I'm surprised. I am a little surprised that she wasn't in the, um, she wasn't in the playing game, but it makes sense because she does have a one, one record at the moment. Yeah. So she is considered a player. Yeah. Um, but you had said that she trains with the champion. She doesn't just train with him. She trains him. She's the yeah. one who, like Alex had just said, she's the one asking me questions. She's the one telling me to watch movies. Like she's in it, you know, constantly with him. And so it only makes sense that her knowledge is, is very close to his or on par as far as uh stuff that that they study so absolutely it's gonna be All right, guys well yeah that 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 wraps up our uh our tournament breakdowns um of the announcements again we're gonna be there's a lot to do over the next number of weeks and, and we might implement some um some quick videos uh some breakdowns of matches uh because we will be getting these and and instead of waiting for because um we won't be able i don't i don't i don't know if we'll be able to do reactions to these and so we might just do full-on in-depth breakdowns of the matches going forward so look out for that um but that, yeah so the first match is maybe this we wednesday can do 
10, 15 minute recaps of, or yeah, well, could, because they're going to be airing live on Twitch and that's going to be hard to do a reaction to, and then download the video and everything. So we might switch gears here for a little while. Instead of doing reactions, we might do a little breakdowns and reviews, uh, recaps, maybe even get some of the competitors on those. uh, And we'll definitely get them on here as well. Uh, we've done a great, great job of having guests the last couple of weeks. And it's been a lot of fun talking to a lot of guests. So, um, but as far as wrapping up the show, Brian, do you want to run through these points just very quickly? Um, I know you got to pull it up. I'm putting you on the spot here. I know we did it. I know we did it on our reaction, but the problem is, is we did have a malfunction with our reaction. Uh, there was oh, yeah. a technical difficulty. And so we can run through the run through the points here uh, quickly, just because there was a little bit of a shakeup that did put one team above someone else that into uh, into this hiatus of matches. Yes. So um, as of right now, this is as of the Stacey Howard and Eric Zipper match. Um, Finstock Exchange is in first place, 16 points. The Den is in second place with 10 points. Uh, Swag is in third place with 10 points. Burning Droogs are in fourth place with six points. Uh, Rockstars are in fifth place with six points. The usual suspects are in sixth place with four points. The dungeon is in seventh place with four points. Corky Mercs are in eighth place with three points and corruption is sitting in ninth place with two points. Um, And then we know, obviously this will be updated uh, due to um, the pride winning. So uh, I believe they're going to be at 11 points. Maybe they get 12. one point for the victory over real rejects. So yes. that will probably, it, it will definitely solidify them at second place with a point above. Swag. Yes. Which is what I was alluding to earlier. Um, they're officially in second place. They break that tiebreaker right there. Um, and uh, going into this hiatus of, of less matches. But the cool thing is, is that starting Wednesday, we do have matches that are for points and that's yep. going to change a lot of things going forward. Um, and so that's, that's a good thing for the showdown. So there it is guys, a certain point of view for this week. Uh, a great, great episode. We spent, um, 25, 30 minutes with, uh, two great people and Alex and Molly Damon. Um, we had mentioned it, uh, on our Twitter and we had mentioned it here uh, quickly Two people that we've been wanting on the show for a while. And it, and we're very lucky to have them on at the time we got them on because of everything that's been going on with them as far as matches and two busy and people. Stuff. Yeah, very much. And um, they're busy running the channel and doing their thing. And uh, we obviously follow that. And so uh, if you did not catch that, if you're, you know, skipping ahead or something or watching this late, um, make sure you check out the interview. I will probably more than likely clip it out on the channel uh, because it was a great, a great uh, discussion and conversation with them. Uh, Brian, any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here this week, man? Dude, I am so ready for these tournaments. It's going to be a yeah. bloodbath, and I am so yeah. here for it. I cannot yes. wait. And I, I I feel like these the standings, no one's safe anymore now that these tournaments are going on. No, and and they're doing whatever they can to make sure that every faction is capable of of shifting gears. You know, a team a team it's like let's use usual suspects for example. Right, they're sitting at the bottom, haven't been doing very well. Um, they sign, they trade a bunch of people, you know, they trade for Ethan Irwin. They sign someone like Molly Damon and, and, you know, Robert from late to the party. And they, they look like they could be a team who instantly raises their status in these standings. And it's, it's a great thing for the league in general. Yeah. I mean, if it hasn't already been solidified as a sport for 
how this is going. It absolutely is now with free agency, these teams, uh, trading, dropping people. It, it's incredible. And it's funny how it's coming so perfectly at a time when we don't have professional sports going on. And for us sports heads, it's given us our fix. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think as much as it's been going haywire, I don't think anyone could have expected it to be this awesome as it's going right now. And it's only going to get better. Agreed. Could not agree more with you. So uh, again, guys, that is a certain point of view this week. Thank you guys for joining us so much. Uh, make sure you guys follow us, not just on YouTube and not just Twitter at Schmodown POV, but you guys can follow us on our personal channels as well as audio. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google, all that good stuff. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are on there, our weekly show. Um, going forward, if we do do match breakdowns, we'll probably include those on audio as well. Uh, again, thank you to Alex and Molly Damon for joining us. That was an absolute blast. Uh, we we were very excited to have that, and it turned out very well. So, again, guys, this is a certain point of view. For Brian, for, uh, I got to point the right way. For Brian, for <laughs> myself, uh, this is a certain point of view. Um, and makes yeah, I, it's so, dude, it's so weird because yeah. I'm pointing to you on the screen, but it's going the opposite way. So I have to yep. point. It's it's so strange. Anyway, that is a certain point of view. Jake, Brian, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. 